For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Reverend Romeo Siao Mensa of the Macarius Church at Jeringano. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. We bless you. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for tonight, this afternoon. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you as you speak the word of God unto us. Touch our lives and make us whole. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Wonderful. We thank God for yet another opportunity to gather in His presence. Amen. Wonderful. James chapter 5, verse number 17. James 1, 5. James 5, 17. The Bible says that Elias was a man subject to like passions. Okay? As we are. Elijah, that's Elias, is Elijah. Was a man subject to like passions. That means that he, he, he was a man who could, could get hungry and angry. He also had feelings. He also had emotions. He was like a, us, a normal human being like you and I. Hallelujah. Jerome. Amen. He was a man of like passion. I see a lot of movement. What is happening? Please, guess, everybody get seated. Hallelujah. Ushers, please ensure everybody is seated, okay? No movement. Have a few minutes and then we close. Elias was a man of like passions. Like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain 
and it rained not on the earth by the space of three and a half years. One person, he prayed, said, no rain for three and a half years. In the whole earth, there was no rain. He was a man of like passions, like you and I. Hallelujah. The next verse says what? And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruits. Hallelujah. So it's teaching us that prayer can make a difference. The earth brought forth by his prayers. The earth brought forth something. If you are not prayed, the earth will have remained dry. When he said there shouldn't be rain, God said, okay, I've heard you. Supernatural interventions into every situation because he was dealing with a, a king who was a stubborn king. He said that because of you, I'm going to stop the rain. So that your country will suffer economic hardship. And they will do coup against you and suck you from you. Hallelujah. Now the Bible is showing us that there's power in prayer. There's power. That a man prayed and heaven closed. No raise God, please. God said, okay, I've heard you. Then he said, God, let the rain come. God said, I heard you. It's like he was on earth controlling the things from heaven. May the Lord anoint you today to be a man of prayer or a woman of prayer because prayer brings a lot of difference. Hallelujah. He prayed and said that there should be no rain and there was no rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed against that, let rain come and the Lord brought rain. And then the earth started bringing forth the things that were hidden inside it because of lack of prayers, things were not coming from the ground. But when he started praying, he said, let there be rain. And the rain came. The Bible said that the earth brought forth. Is there anything inside you that is so dried up that it cannot come out? Because there is no rain of the blessing of God. This morning, God wants you to stand to your feet for just a few minutes and say, Lord, let my prayer be effective. Let my prayer. So that is why we go to verse 16. Verse 16 the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. It can do a lot of great things. The effectual fervent prayer. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of one righteous person makes a big difference. Lift up your voice and pray. Just two minutes, Lord. Let my prayer life, let my prayer life, let my prayer life be effectual. Be effectual. Be effectual. Anoint me with the prayerful spirit of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Like Elijah, that when he prays, the heaven could close. When he prayed, the heaven could come bring forth rain. That he, the prayer was able to help do a lot of things. 
through a man of like passion. Oh Lord, many things history was made. History was made. History was made. Let me come, let me become a prayerful person whose prayer will bring history into my life, history into my family, history into my community, history into the world that I find myself. Let something good come out of my prayer. Let the earth bring forth. Let something bring forth, come forth out of my prayer. From this day going, from this day going, anoint me with the prayerful spirit of Elijah, of Elijah, a man of like passion. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us today. We thank you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be anointed with the spirit of prayer. Amen. Please be seated. You know, when you read the Bible, you, you, you look at, you ask yourself, can ordinary people become so extraordinary? Ordinary people became so extraordinary. Don't you like to have such a kind of, such a spirit upon your life that you can at least in your life be able to do something extraordinary? Because like the world we live in if we don't engage God, things are not going to be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you here? Go home. So please, we want to encourage everybody to get this book and to take this month's things we are doing very serious. Hallelujah. Take the studies and the, the declaration very serious. Because like a lot of things can change through prayer. A lot of things. I know you come from poor family, but you can change that story through prayer. I know you are not good, you don't have a job, but you can change it through prayer. That is why we have said the book of everything by prayer. Everything. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. That's our now, I want... I hope everybody has a copy of the book. Quarices. Has everybody have a copy of the book? All Quarices. Because we are going to read the book. So open your page. Okay? Yes? Congregation here. Do you, everybody has a copy of the book? Do you have a copy of the book? Do you have a copy of the book? Soft copies. We have free soft copies. Bafo, do you have a copy? How many don't have a copy? Raise up your hand. What have, have, have copy? Which chapel? Which uh, group are you in? On WhatsApp group in the church? What WhatsApp group? Hymn Square. Hymn Square. Who is the leader? We don't have it on the Hymn Square. this Who is Hymn Square leader? Can somebody send to Hymn Square? Who is a Hymn Square member here? Who is another group? Please send it to them so that if you are in Hymn Square, pick it up from Hymn Square. Yes, those of you over. Which group do you belong to? Huh? Which 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 uh, chapel do you belong to? Philip, who is Philip Shepherd? Philip is who? Nicholas. Where is Nicholas? Where is Nicholas? Who who else is on the Philip Chapel? You are on it, and you are also in. So if you have a trans, put it on the platform. Put it on the platform so that you can. Do you have a smartphone? WhatsApp phone, 
A phone that does WhatsApp, do you have it? Uh, we are putting it for you to read with us. Okay, everybody must get it. WhatsApp, do you have it? You have the book. You have the book. Eh? You haven't even opened it. The thing is there, but you haven't opened it. Open it. Eh? Or you don't have credit on your phone to download it. Download it. It's free. A book we are going to go. Don't do know the, the price of the book. The price is 50 cities. The price of the book is 50 cities. And we are giving to you free of charge. Eh? You don't have credit. Eh? It's coming. Eh, it must come. Everybody open your book. Everybody read a book. Okay? Be careful. I said that be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. God is telling us that don't worry for anything. Not that there are a lot of things that will not worry you. Things will worry you, but you shouldn't worry about the things. Tell you about things will worry you, but don't worry about the things. Do you understand? Things will worry you, but you shouldn't get worried. You can be disappointed by a man who, has, who wants to marry you. You can be disappointed by a lady who has taken all your money to finish her secondary school. He said you marry, but when you finish a, a university, rather than you, you are a taxi driver. He doesn't like you. Things will worry you. Are you here? So, there are a lot of things that's going to worry you. But God said, don't be worried about the things. Are you here? Because God is showing you how to overcome the difficulties that you are going to experience in your life. Hallelujah. So he said that, be careful for nothing. That means that, don't take care. Don't be care. Don't be too thoughtful. Sometimes you can carry a burden on your head so much. See, if you come from poor family like I came from a poor family, you can think, ah, oh, then I'm papa. One Jessica, and the one from Uncle School, and the one from my Sometimes you, you think, ah, but you have found yourself in that family. What do you do? How many wish that you were born in America? You were born in America. I see you. But here you are in Ghana. And one day I was walking on the street of New York. And I met, when I, look, I, look, I, took, I took my time, my master to look at people on the street. I said, these people are ordinary people like us. But you see, he was born an American. But you were born a Ghanaian. I had to struggle with a visa, go to interview this before I had a visa to enter this place. But they just were born. They were just walking on the street full of time. So you see, it's not your fault. But you can overcome it. Are you here? Yeah, because I was not born in America, but I was able to go to America. And I was able to walk on the same street that they were also walking yeah are you understand what i'm saying so the same way god is also saying that there is a way out as you need a visa once you have a visa you have a ticket you, you sit in the what do you call it delta airline delta is direct flight then you take it out from ghana now you are in new york jfk 11 hours crossing the sea when you cross you see a america so god has also given us a formula to cross over Hallelujah. Yeah, you never have crossing the sea. Because Africa is this, and America is this. And between America and Africa, it's an ocean. 
So you just cross over the ocean like this. And when the plane takes off from Ghana, I think it, it goes diagonally to is it either Dakar or and then from Dakar or so one of the African countries. You know, direct. It goes straight like this to, um, to New York. Straight. You go diagonally like this and then you take it straight like this. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be there very soon. So what we are saying is that God is telling that be careful for nothing. That's that a lot of care will come on you, but don't think about that. But in everything by prayer, once you know how to pray, you can solve every problem. Be careful for nothing. But everything that in everything by prayer and supplication of thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Now when you read the next verse, verse 7, look at what it says. And the peace of God which passes understanding, all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your mind. Your mind that you are thinking too much of, what do I do? What is going to happen? What is it? That mind, that thing you are thinking, when you carry it to God in prayer, God will give you the peace. Your peace of mind. So that rather that it's no more your problem. It is God's problem. So that's why I said that everything by prayer carry it to God as a request and leave it with God so that God will return it with your peace. He makes sure that whatever you carry to him, he will answer it for you. Don't you want that? Somebody, you, you, you need somebody, you need money. Somebody says, oh, how much? So, 1,500, okay, 1,500, okay, take a check. Suddenly, you see that there's a peace in your spirit. Yeah. Isn't that true? Because that you were worried, you didn't know how to go about it. And, uh, oh, somebody says, oh, yeah, just go and see Mr. Maxwell. And then you just went, Mr. Master, Mr. Master, please, Mr. Master, Mr. Master, the way I'm, I said, dear Sam, dear Sam, dear Sam, relax, relax, relax. Mr. Sam, you don't know, understand my problem. See, this thing is so far. So, so how much? So, 1,500. Oh, only 1,500. That's why you have cried. Uh. Okay, take a check. So there's a, God said, I want to give you that peace. If only you can carry it to me. But sometimes, we don't carry to God. Yeah. We will carry it on ourselves. Yeah. That is why we get worried too much. And we get troubled too much. One day, a friend of mine, I almost traveled to, I left going to university. I finished sixth form. He convinced me that we should go to Nigeria. Those times of Nigeria had come. And I almost left to go with him. I was about to come to university. Everything arrangement was made. One afternoon, I was going to tell him that uh, we, we have planned everything. So, I was only informed my father that, oh, that Olu, Chala, Agege. Those are those are the type of Agege. Uh. My father looked at me and said, Why? What, what is wrong with you? I said, oh. But you are a poor man. You are struggling like me to have struggled. I just want to go and make money and come and solve our problems. He said, You are not going anywhere. You are going to university. You are finished sixth form. You have, to, you have to the university for three, four years. You can become somebody, so go to university. I look at his face and I say, Oh, come here. Oh, here. Stopping me from going. So I told my friend, this friend of mine, I said, Okay, now you can go. My father said, You will not allow me to go. 
That's why I have to listen to sometimes. I have to listen to the counsel of a father. He may not be rich, he might not be educated, but he can, his counsel can help you. And this friend went to Nigeria for many, after some time, he went to Germany. He spent some five years in Germany. After Germany, he came down, he went to US, UK. After UK, he went to US. So it has been a long time, about 15 years since those days that he got in touch with me. He had come down after all the struggle, he had come down to Kumasi. And like, life has become very difficult to him. Oh, yes. Yes, after so many years in abroad, up and down, up and down, he said, came back to Kumasi and things were not easy. So one day, he, he, I had a call. I was in my office. I, somebody, I think somebody, somebody gave me my number. Well, we're very close friends. You know, so he called me. Are you here or go home? I'm preaching, listen. So he called me. And the way he called me, he was talking plenty. Coffee. Oh, say this, say this. So as he was talking, I, asked, I thought that he had a big problem. Because he so asked him, so, so what is the problem? He said, no, I'm in such a serious financial need and I want your help. And I beg you, please, if you don't help me. So, so, so I asked him, so how much do you need? Do you know the amount of money he asked for? Do you want to know the amount of money he asked for? Are you sure you want to know that amount of money? He couldn't sleep. Oh, he had become careful for so many things in his life. Desperate, confused, or well, doesn't know. So I said, How much? Is it one million dollars or five? Do you know the amount of he needed to do? Do you want to know the amount he was worried about? That he was crying, oh, he was almost crying. Faster than there. <laughs> A bugger. Yeah. Are you, are you sure I want to know here the amount he had? That the, what was a, the, what he, had, he was so crying and worried about. So I asked him how much. He said, "If you can give me hundred cities." Uh, oh, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm very serious. Hundred Ghana cities. So I asked myself, no, 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 no. Have you seen you yourself? You are shocked. That is how God also gets shocked about you. Because when God realized that, then you are crying. Oh, job watching has left me. God look at you and say, no, my daughter, job watching. Do you know how many men are, have arranged to come and marry you? But you see, many of us, we cry on so many little, little things, unnecessary things. Are you here or go home? Hundred Ghana cities of my sister. Or can you be asking some actually? Address on why you are in need. You can even undress your own self to people. As somebody who has a cry now walk up. Oh, my pant gratitude. Now they win by the answer. So just to get just to get a little favor from you, you open your mouth and say so many things. I said, okay, I hear you. Something that I can go for one lunch and I can overspend that hundred ganasis by the grace of God. In Ghana. In Ghana. I can just drive to uh, Fred, what that place is called? Food garage. And go and sit in the 
in the bus. Have you sat in the bus before? Uh-huh. I'll take you there. Quarry says, I'll take you there very soon. You are in Ajirangana, but you are not enjoying the things of Ajirangana. Food garage. No, 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 no. It's, so you see that many of us, and that's how our lives are before God. We worry about so many little things without carrying to God in prayer. That's us be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, let your request be made known unto God. When he found, you see, as he was struggling, and if somebody showed, you know, this take Kofi's number, he called me. You see, as he, even me, an ordinary person, he called me, I realized that the thing that had become a big problem to him, for me, it was nothing. Because we were very good friends. I mean, he went to Nigeria, he bought me a white shoe. Oh, I, 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 I worship him when he brought me that gift. Those days. That is why I declare unto you that one day, the people that you thought they are ahead of you, eh, as you know your God, eh, as you pray to your God, eh, you hear that they have gone and they have come, but they are coming to look for you. Oh, yes. That's why I realized that, look, the thing, you, know, you need the presence of God in your life. If God is in your life, you can be assured. You see, life is a long distance journey. It's a long distance journey. The race is not for the swift at all. God, you can run swiftly and go and fall on the ground. I'll be walking and come and overtake you. Please take your time. That's why we are teaching you the ways of God. And how to live your life. Everything by prayer. Don't be worried about who has disappointed you, what job you have lost, where you are going, where you are living. Some of us, you are living in a room where you sleep, you are about five people in the room. Don't worry about that. This God that we are serving, through your prayer, life, as you pray, he will take you out of that place. And you build a house of 12, 15 rooms that you don't know where to sleep. That's the power of prayer. As soon as the power of prayer, the Lord is going to change everything in your life. Say amen. amen. That is why we want to take, take your Bible. We are open to page, page, page one of the book. What does it say? Eh? The title is what? Everything by prayer. So the scripture is there. In this famous scripture, God tells us that everything should be done by prayer. In other words, nothing should be done without prayer. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. All through the Bible, we are exhorted to do everything by prayer. All through the Bible. Are you reading a book with me? I want to encourage you to read a book because many of you don't like reading. I can be preaching it, but I want to help you to be a reader. The Bible says, he that readeth is blessed. Blessed is he that readeth. Hallelujah. Are you there? There are many reasons why you must live your life praying about everything. You must do what? Live your life by praying for everything. Live your life. That must be your lifestyle. That anything you need, just pray for it. Don't be begging people for it. Just pray for it. Hallelujah. Amen. What is this movement for? Please, I beg you. Nicholas, uh, what do you call it? Evans. 
Eh? Please. Mr. Maxwell, if you couldn't find time to wee-wee until the time I'm preaching that you are going to wee-wee. Please. Everybody hold your wee-wee for two minutes. I'll finish very soon. Tell everybody. Everybody should hold your wee-wee for the next 15 minutes. When I'm done, you can go and wee-wee. Ushers, don't allow anybody to enter the room. Okay? Hallelujah. Do everything by prayer. There is nothing that does not need the element of prayer. Are you there? Osha, okay. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Read, I'm, I'm reading. Where is your book? Where is yours? You are not reading. Why? You don't have, you don't have, you don't have Android phone. You have it so sit in the middle so that they can. You don't have what? You have, you have the, the, the phone. You don't have bundle. Uh, Isaac. Is it because you don't pray for it? You didn't pray for it. If you pray for it, you should have a bundle. You haven't prayed for it. Have you prayed for bundle? You haven't prayed because you don't see the need for praying for bundle. Listen, listen, listen. I'm serious. See, we think that these things are not things that we pray for. That is what Satan has made it to understand that we don't need to pray for oh, this one. Oh, no, no, no prayer. No prayer matter. You see, that is why we are teaching you that you must live your life by understand that everything you must do by prayer is a lifestyle. But which we don't do. That is why I'm teaching you because I know that the book you have it. But you see, it's not just the book, but you need to understand the spirit behind the book. That you must, is it not there? Huh? There is nothing that does not need an element of prayer. There's nothing. If you need shoe, if you need bundle, if you need credit, if you need anything you have to pray for, hey, hey, stop, stop. I'm preaching. You finish when I'm finished, then I'm pre- finished preaching. Then you can do that work, okay? Please. It's just a few minutes and then we preach. So no disturbance. Just listen to the, the message. There is nothing that does not need the element of prayer. Tell you, but there is nothing that doesn't need prayer. Everything, you, you can pray for it. Hallelujah. Everything you do in this life, even the smallest things, is influenced by prayer. Do not let anyone tell you that something is too insignificant to pray about. Don't let anybody tell you. Say, oh, this one, oh, it's not, it's not, you don't need to pray about it. Tell the person, please. You, you may not need to pray, but as for me, I live my life by praying for everything. Are you here? Yes. Are you reading the book? Yes. Please. That is why we are in church, because... I could have just sent you the book and said, okay, everybody read. But you won't understand what you are reading. But that's why I'm taking my time to explain it. Okay? Do not let anyone tell you that something is too small to pray about. Pray about your spiritual life. Pray about your weakness. If you are a man, anytime you see ladies, young ladies, even in church dancing, you see that something is burning in you. It's your weakness. Pray the Lord. Until when can I carry this weakness? Can you help me to free myself so that I can have fellowship ladies without this struggle in my life? 
until you have to ask God. If you are a lady, anytime you see people, somebody has money, their eyes are in it like that. So it's like this morning, they buy homes, I must drop some. So if I can do anything to get it, even if I open myself for the person, I will. This is a weakness. Pray, God will give you a way out. Are you understand that? Sometimes you have temperament. You see, we are talking about it. You pray about everything, your weakness, pray about your problems, pray about your challenges, pray about your sexual life. Some of you think that there's no need for me to pray for a husband now because I'm only 18 years. I'm not thinking of marriage. Eh. You are 18 years. You think your wife will be born the day you are about to have a wife. So as you are 18, your wife is also born. She's also walking somewhere. And somebody is watching her. Which you don't know. But you'll be your future husband, wife or husband. So even though you are not ready to marry, start praying for that person. The Lord, as I'm here in church serving you, keep my wife for me also in church. Because it shouldn't be that once you are in church praying, somebody is messing her up. For, he's also maybe 16 years or 15 years. Or give you 17 years, 18 years. By the time all of you come together to marry, if you are not praying for that person, between now and the time that you marry her, a lot of things can happen to her life. A lot of things. A lot of things. But you see, you don't think that it's necessary now. But listen, everybody, even if you are 12 years old, start praying for your wife. Because as for wife, ladies, start praying for your husband. You are here serving God. Do you know where your husband is at the moment? But he's alive. He's alive. And if you, are not, if you don't pray for the person, he'll be contracting diseases and accumulating diseases waiting for you. The day he said, I've given my life to Christ. But his blood has not given, was not given to Christ. He's carrying diseases in the blood. You'll be converted. He comes to church. He's a chorister, born again, even a pastor. But the, the thing inside his blood, no. the toxins you are going to share with him for the rest of your life. You can't go out of it. So that's what's a prayer about your sexuality. It's very important. Don't joke with what you are doing. That's Pray about it. Sexual life. Students, pray about your character. Sometimes have a certain attitude which is so bad. So bad. Every time you can easily get offended. Small things are not worth it. You can't relate to people. You, allow, you want this thing to continue uh, for the rest of your life. Don't you want to change from that? You can pray for God to change you. Pray about your character. Pray about your temperament. You are too choleric. Do everything. Hey, hey, if you don't do that, I'll suck you. You suck, 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 suck people. People don't work with you. Nobody wants to work with a very strong choleric person. But you need people to work for you because but many choleric people are also very, very, they end up as very rich people. Because they, they are daring people. They take risk in starting things and building things. So you are destined to become a great person, but if you don't know how to allow people's mistakes, and every time you are hey, I fire you, I fire you. That is so many people are struggling to marry. Because his wife did something, say, hey, go away from me. 
Then you go and meet another woman, you come, hey, this is what my former girl did, and I ask you, you to go. You can't stay for one woman. Because nobody is perfect. Like you yourself is not perfect. And these things can change if you pray to God to change you. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Pray about your quarrels. Quarrels. Pray about your failures. Pray about your promises. Pray about your finances. Pray about your marriage. Pray about your needs. Pray about your work. Pray for your boss. Hey, if you, your boss is a bad boss, but if you have a very good boss, eh, you see that life becomes easy for you. You know, Nehemiah was only a servant in the king's palace, in the foreign land, because of his good relationship with his boss. He was not a businessman, he was not a rich man, he was not educated, he was only a servant. But the Bible said that one day, as he appeared before his boss, his face was worried. He was a little bit worried. So, why? Because every day he appeared before his boss cheerful. The, the king realized that today, there, your face is not nice. And because, you see, if you don't have a relationship with somebody close, even if your face is not nice, the person will not mind you. Now, some of you, every day your face is squeeze, 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 because I do make a cry, I see your mind. Would be You may never know what the person that God sent you is going to be to you. But because he had a fellowship with the king, when the king saw that his face had changed, he said, oh, Naomi, what's the problem? I can see that based upon your facial expression, your countenance, there is something wrong with your heart. Tell me what is the problem. He said, oh, why wouldn't that be a problem? When in the city of my father's sepulchre, in Jerusalem, they are broken the walls, and they are burned the gates. I said, oh, so what do I, what's the king said, so what can I do for you? Nehemiah chapter 1, is what I'm reading to you, the story. What can I do for you? He said, if you can give me leave. You see, because when you are working with somebody, you don't have good time with the person. The person will not give you leave. So if you can give me leave. And then I need timber. From God, you control the forest. Send me a letter to the minister for forestry. So that you can give me, because the king controls trees. Minister for forestry. And then you can give me soldiers to protect me and lead me back to Jerusalem. And the Bible said the king granted everything. A little prayer he made to the king. The king said, everything, take. See, if you don't pray for your boss and develop a relationship with your boss, you might not see the importance of praying for your boss. But see, Nehemiah, through that relationship, he was able, that's why he became a great person. He didn't have anything. All that he had was the relationship he had with the king, the one who was serving. But you won't pray for your boss. It's like you are even cursing your boss every day. Somebody will employ you. Who give you a job? Who give you money? No, smaller as the money may appear, he is the one who employed you. If you can build good relationship by praying for that person. Some of you don't pray for even the work you are doing. Because you don't see the importance of prayer. Meanwhile, salary increase. Salary increase. The company not going anymore. your salary increase. That is why I said everything must be done by prayer. Everything by prayer. Mommy, please, are you with us or you are not with us? Can you come inside, please? Okay. Everything must be done with prayer. But you see, many of us are Christians, but we don't think about all these things. How many times have you thought about prayer about all these things? You don't pray because you don't see that it's part of prayer topics. That's why I'm taking my time to go through this with you. So that now you can understand that when we say everything by prayer, 
you take it as exactly as everything by prayer. Say amen. amen. Are you there? Pray for help. Pray for a lover. Pray for a partner. Many of us, if you're a businessman, you need a good partner. A good partner. Paul and Silas were very good friends in ministry. And there was a certain guy called John Mark. He was with them. One day, one day, said, John Mark left them. They were on the journey. He left them and said, no, I can't stay in this journey again. Missionary journey, I'm coming back to Jerusalem. Paul said, don't go because we have to go. He said, I'll go. So, okay, Paul said, okay, you can go. Later on, when Paul and Silas were going to another place, John Mark wanted to come. Paul said that this guy, I don't need him. I don't trust him. And Silas said, no, I want to go with him. And so at a point in time, the Bible said there was a division. Yes. See, you were a partner, even ministry. There was a separation between Paul and Silas. He said, okay, you take and do it. Me too, I'm taking my and move on with Timothy. So that's why Paul chose Timothy to work with him. Because Silas was his main partner. But somewhere, somewhere, because of John Mark, something happened and they broke. Relationship break. Friendship break. If you don't pray for a good partner, and Timothy and Titus, who came to help Paul to do more of the ministry work, even though he started with Silas. Are you here or go home? So, pray for a good partner. Whether in business or in marriage or in workplace, in anything. If you don't have a good partner, you can, you can build up something, but in the middle, the thing will break. Because like we are two masters controlling the thing. Everybody don't feel. When we were starting, we started very nicely. Friendship together. That's why you consider, you know, know yourselves, the relationship you have been through. When you started, it seemed so nice, but along the way. Now when you hear of that boyfriend or that girlfriend, you don't want to hear her name again. Many of us, we are, disapp- we are disappointed. Friends, it's not true. So many people have broken your hearts. You thought it was going to work. You didn't know that along the way that thing would break. Because you didn't pray for it. We didn't, we didn't take it as serious that we, this is a matter we have to pray about. But now we are teaching that everything. Somebody say everything. everything. By prayer. Pray for grace. Grace of God. To multiply upon your life. Pray for mercy. That you may commit sin along the way. And you can be killed. But God should have mercy upon you. Many of us, if we, we take the journey back last week, from last week Saturday to today, haven't you committed a sin? Haven't you committed a sin? Haven't you lied? Somebody lied and he was killed. How come that you are not you, you, you lied that you are lying? It's grace. It's mercy of God. So we pray for it all the time. Journeys, people have had accidents and they have died this last week. You need the prayers. Anything you are doing by prayer. Pray for knowledge. Knowledge. Especially if you are a student. And if you are a child of God, if you are a Christian, you must pray for more knowledge of God. That as you read the Bible, at least you understand Matthew. What about Mark? Have you read Mark before? Have you read this before? Have you read Habakkuk before? What is in Habakkuk? What is in Hosea? What is the theme of Haggai? What are you talking about? See, these are things you must pray for the Holy Ghost to lead you, to help you to know that there are things. 
Recently, I was just, I was led to read in, from, from the book of Judges. And I was so blessed. Judges. Powerful book. I said, you need to be prayed for so that the Holy Ghost lead you. Because otherwise, because you don't pray for knowledge. When you pray for knowledge, the Holy Ghost will guide you as to how to know. Your business things are not working well. If you have prayed, the Holy Ghost will have given you a new style. That And I want three of them, four of them, five of them, six of them. But you don't see there is a need for to pray about it. Do you know how you don't see why you should pray for knowledge of skills. Are you going to pray for knowledge? Pray for humility. Ah. You can't know this one, but you want the money from now on, okay? Yeah. Just to humble yourself and go down and sweep small or wash something small or carry something small. Say, I mean, I don't carry things. Okay, stay there. Pray for holiness. Holiness. Without holiness, the Bible says you cannot see God. We want God to be in our life, but we are not holy. Pray for your children. You know, one of the things that you need to pray for every day is are your children. Pray for your children. Lay your hands and pray for your children every day. Every day. Every day. Don't joke with the gifts, the power of prayer over your children. Every day, pray for your children because certain things will enter into the child that you don't know if you don't pray for that child. You think you are just giving food to eat and that's it. You'll be watching some movie be somewhere that you don't know and the evil will enter into that person's life. Pray for your children every day. Pray for the government. Pray about your ministry. Pray all through the Bible you see that this, this, this repeated exhortation to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. Are you there? So we can see that Bible has stories upon stories and scripture upon scripture. You can see Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 is there. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 is there. Eh? Luke chapter 18 verse 1 is there. Can you see? These are all biblical stories uh, in the scripture showing us to pray, pray, pray. Luke chapter 21 verse 36. Okay. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17. All of them talk about prayer. Amen. Now, today I'm taking you through the seven reasons why we must do everything by prayer. Listen, the, the title is not seven reasons why you should pray every day. Do the, the seven reasons why you should do everything by prayer. That's not anything you are doing, even if you are frying egg, do it with prayer attached to it. Do you understand? Do you understand? If you are sweeping, sweep it with prayer attached. If you are doing somebody's car and servicing somebody's car, it should go with prayers. Not that oh, you are skillful, so you know how to do it. 
Sometimes in your knowledge, trying to solve some problem, somebody's problem, you call, will cause another problem. That will cause you and how much the thing that you have been fixing. Hallelujah. One day there was a certain guy who was fixing somebody's tie. As he removed the tie, the, the thing busted, and he killed him. My, my, one, my, one of my cousins, articulator, and then a truck. It was this, the truck that they take from sun. Yes. They were removing the tire. Oh, I think they were pumping something, and the thing busted, pa! And it just hit him like that, pa! And his head hit the wall. That's the end of him. You would say, that tire, you were changing somebody's tires. So don't joke with life, oh. As I'm talking, he's underground. He has been buried long years ago. You would think there's nothing, but something behind it. That's what I do everything with prayer. And there was a guy who had done fasting. He has fasted for three days. He was hungry. He was breaking his fast. And he took some small soup. And in the soup, there was a small meat. As he drank the soup and he picked up the meat, the meat went to choke his. his there's an element of between your nose and your. He went to lock there. Like Joe, like Joe, like Joe. I thought it took him to 37 minutes or so. He was dead. You see, he, he was eating. He didn't prove it, probably. Because in a rush to eat, that's what everything you do, even if you are eating, add prayer to it. Yes. A, a, a small, uh, what do you call it? Bone can lock somewhere. Oh, but normally you swallow this kind of, especially if you are eating uh, tilapia. Normally you don't have to try to, try to, try to control the, the thing. But somewhere, somewhere, this particular day, the thing they didn't, we couldn't control it. As you piano, that's a question or more. Before you know you are in 37, you are doing operation to cut your neck. No, 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 no. Please, that's I want you to be that conscious. Conscious, so that is the sense of the book, that everything must be done by prayer. Seven reasons why you should do everything by prayer. Number one, prayer brings God into every situation. It brings God. That's that God will always be there so that if there's something wrong within what you are doing that you don't know, God will sort it out before the thing enters into your body. Hallelujah. Amen. In 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, 2 Kings. It brings God into every situation. Now, watch, watch this scripture. 2 Kings chapter 1. 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. The Bible says, 2 and 3. Ahaziah, he was a king. Oh, you know, listen. He fell sick. He fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber. You see, he was one day trying to do something on his house. And then he was standing this, I'm sure he was going there before, you know, pram! What of One of our pastors died like that. And he was facing Bob. As he was trying to face Bob, he slipped. And his knee hit the, his own house. And then, like Joe, like Joe, like Joe, when they went to check, the thing has turned into cancer. And you see, oh, this is this. <laughs> Life is not as if a very one of a very rich man, very rich and prosperous. He just like that, like that. 
he died. He was just fixing bomb. Like I said, do everything. Even if you are fixing bomb, please. Father, as I fix this bulb, may you angels hold my feet for me that I don't slip down. And the angels will come there. At the table, it's time to turn the angels. Hey, hey, hey you can't go. Let's pray. From today, may everything be done by prayer. Yes. Ahaziah, a king, he fell down from a lattice in his upper chamber. Do you think the king was a foolish person to stand there and throw himself down? He was doing something with that. Before he knew it, something he was saying to slip, and then the king fell down. A whole king. He fell down and was sick. Suddenly, he has fallen sick. Out of the fall. So he sent messengers and said, Go and inquire of Bel Balzebub, the god of Ekron. That is a Felician god. Whether he will recover from this disease. Oh, small thing I'm doing, I'm falling down. I mean, what kind of big issue? But he said, No, can you go and ask the, the god of Ekron that whether I will. Hallelujah. The next verse. But the, now watch this is a scripture I want you to understand. But the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah the Tishbite. He said unto Arise and go up and meet the messengers of King, Ab, King of Samaria, King Ahazia. So on your way to Nkoko, they met the prophet. They said, hey, why are you going? So uh, the, the, the president said we should go to Antonia Mo to go and look for a solution for his problem. Is he just fell down? So the angel told them, the God told the angels, go and Elijah told them, say unto them, is it not because there is not a God in Israel that you should go and inquire of the God of Ekron, Beelzebub? So God was trying to say that if you have a problem as a king in Israel, I am the one you have to pray to, but not the God of foreign people. Are you here? So it's like, ah, so this morning I felt, God, you are interested in my falling. God is as much interested. He wanted to be involved in solving the heat. But the king thought that, oh, this is not God matter. So Elijah, you can stay where you are, but there's another God that I can consult. This one is just a small, <laughs> just very small. But for the Bible said that he died out of this. God told him that you have sought the king of the God. Is that because there's no God? I'm not God to you. You are not interested that I should be involved in healing you. And so you are taking your sickness to your village to go and look for somebody that is not God. That you say, remove your dress, bring this, bring this. You are interested in that. That means who you come here and serve me, you pay your tithe to me. You don't believe that I can help you. You don't want to involve me. That's the question God told you. So you don't want me to be involved. You can go ahead. But I want to know that. Because you fail to involve me, you will die. You can go and read it. It's a Bible story. A king. So it means that there are a lot of things that God wants to be involved, but you think that God is not necessary. Oh, yes. That's for church members. They only uh, get interested in, the, in God or a pastor when they are in trouble. 
Once they get their blessings through, that's it. They don't know you again. They will not be interested in the church again. They don't need your counsel again. Hey! Even as I came here, you see some of my some, some of the members, they are get, about to get married. They'll be looking for me. Reverend, my wife, my reverend, my wife will do all of After they get married, that's it. They're not interested in you anymore. And, and, and sometimes you are, I'm the one who go and bless them. I declare, I'll declare you from today, from today, you, you are a husband, and today you, you are a wife. That ends the relationship at the altar. Once they carry their wife away, even to come back and say thank you for joining us together, they won't come here again. So God get jealous that he so you know I'm going to involve me. Me, I made you a king. And you're sitting in a city, in a palace, eating, and you have servants serving you. Then you fall sick and you want to go and inquire from the God of the, of the Philistines. Who did he make you? So if you don't know, there is no God here. There is no man of God here. There is no man per church here. So suddenly you are not interested in God anymore. You can go ahead. I pray that from today your heart will turn to your God. Because God is interested about everything that happens to your life. Say amen. Are you going to involve God? So prayer brings God into every situation. Every. Don't say that's what it is. God is not interested. God is interested. Number two. Prayer brings a supernatural element into every situation. Supernatural element. There is a lot you cannot cross over because you are a human being. You are limited as to your capacity to do. Kukanu. Now, if I say bring me 1,000, you can get it. But if I say bring me 1 million, can you get it? It's beyond you to get. Even 100,000, 10,000, so you, if you want to solve a problem of 10,000, you need a supernatural dimension to come in to help, to enable you to have what you want. Hallelujah. How many are going to pray that there shall be a supernatural involvement in a situation that you need answer? Hallelujah. We have gotten to a point in this church that we need a supernatural involvement to help us cross a certain level of the ministry. If the supernatural doesn't come, a lot of things can happen. Supernatural. A lot of things can be destroyed. So that's why we are engaged in prayer for the supernatural to come in and help us to move on. May the supernatural hand of God be involved in your life. Say amen. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible said that trust in the love of all you have, lean on no understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. Hallelujah. Number three, prayer brings a blessing into every situation. Prayer brings what? A blessing. How many want to be blessed? Oh yes, everybody wants to be blessed. So, 
In Luke chapter 6, verse, the Bible said that when Jesus Christ wanted to feed 5,000 people, there were so many to feed. Let's pray to God. Father, I thank you that through this little, you can feed everybody. And when the Lord prayed, there was a blessing. There was a blessing. There was abundance. May there be abundance for you in your life. Hallelujah. Number three. Number four. Are you listening to the message? Number four. Prayer brings angelic involvement in every situation. Somebody say angelic involvement. Say angelic involvement. Hallelujah. So, angels are part of our living here on earth. As a prayerful person, if you are a prayerful person, you will experience angelic involvement. Bible says Zachariah was praying and the angel appeared and told him that your wife will be conceived. Hallelujah. You know the story of this guy? What do you call him? Samson. Samson. You know Samson? Hey, are you sleeping? Should I close? Samson. His mother was a barren woman. Numbers chapter, Judges chapter 13. Judges chapter 13. His mother was a barren woman. His father was struggling to get a child. But through prayer, one day the woman was there when angel appeared. Judges chapter 13 verse 2. Bible said that there was a man of Zorah of the family of the Danites. Dan. There were 12 tribes of Dan. Reuben, Simeon, Issachar, Dan, Isha, Naphtali, Ephraim, Minas, Benjamin, 12 tribes. Dan. You understand? So he came from that Dan family. And the Bible said that whose, his wife's name was, the man was called Manoah, but his wife's name was not given, but he was barren. And bear not. So, the next verse, verse 2. Bible says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said, Behold, thou art barren and beareth not. When the angel came, said that you, your, your problem, eh? You are, you are, you are, you are barren, oh? And you, you can never deliver. You are barren and you are not producing. It. You are poor and you come from poor family Things are not you are you, you it's not going to be changed. You. It was not going to change. It was not going to be changed. Behold, thou art barren and you bear it not. The state where you are, there is no way things will change for you. Oh. Behold, thou art barren and you bear it not. You can never bear. There's nothing you can do for yourself that will change this story. That's your situation. And I'm here to confirm. Heaven is aware that you cannot change this situation. Even heaven is aware that you can't change this situation. You understand? Behold, thou art barren and bearest not. See, but it says, but, 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 because of your prayers, because of you and the husband's prayers that you have been praying to us, I have been sent to tell you that you shall conceive 
and we shall conceive and you shall bring forth a child. Your intensity of prayers have sent me down here. Behold, the situation that there was no way you could have changed. But because of your prayers, because of your prayers, because of your prayers, because you cry unto us day and night, God has sent me to come and tell you that the story has changed. May every story line against your destiny. That is why we say, don't sit down thinking that things will work for you like that. Manoah and his wife. Parent. There's no way you are going to have a child. But, because of your prayers, your story has changed. And you know the child you are going to bring for something. Something. Something great. Was, she was destined to pray for something, but demonic forces were sitting on her destiny. It took prayer to bring down the child Samson. Otherwise, the woman and his wife, her husband, would have left their life destitute forever. And that's why I declare unto you from today, may angels visit you as you pray. Whatever situation that the Satan has put you in, your prayer will break the chain and you, the angels will visit you and they will tell you that God has found favor with you because you call upon him every day. Jesus said that even if you are wicked people, you know how to give things to your, to your children. You think your heavenly father doesn't know that you have need that he has to supply. I, pray, I believe that from, I pray for you that from today and by your prayers, by your prayers, See, when I read this scripture, I was so that are barren and barren. You can never bear. As far as this is concerned, there is no way you could bear. But, but, I've been sent to tell you that God has had mercy upon you. May God have mercy upon you. Anything that Satan has destined to be God, God is turning it as bad for your glory. By your prayers. That's why you have to do everything by prayer. You think that you are married, so you don't need God in marriage before. You are married, all right. What about your children? It takes God to bring you children. Don't be satisfied with marriage. You have done the wedding nice. The husband loves you. Everything is working well. You are driving car. You are building houses. But there's something lacking in your life. Without prayers, for angels to bring you these good tidings, you'll be stuck there forever. But thank God that God has given us a formula, a formula to change the storyline. Your storyline is changing. Angels will be visiting you from today. I say angels will be visiting from today. You know, the woman doesn't even have a name in the Bible. But you see, she was a prayerful woman, I believe. And the angel appeared to her twice. He didn't appear to the husband. It was the woman's prayer life. Angel appeared to her twice. First of all, he came, he told her, This is what you're going to have a child. Don't drink. Don't drink any bad thing. Because the child that is going to put to you is going to be a Nazarite from his mother's womb. He's going to serve God. So a holy child. So he went to tell her husband that I've met an angel, of, an angel. A man of God appeared to me. His face is like an angel. And he has told me this story. He said, Hey, so what is he? He said, I didn't ask his name, so he's gone. So now they prayed against the God. Send that man to come back again. And God brought the angel again. So, once again, he appeared to the woman and told her, 
And Peter, the woman saw her, said, you ran to her husband, said, come on, the man that you spoke to me has come. And so he said, okay, are you the one who spoke to my wife? He said, yes, I'm the one. He said, please, whatever you said, eh, let it come to pass in my life. Eh? Because the man was just desperate for a child. Then I said, don't worry, I'll do it for you. Because God has sent to change the story. And he said, can I get something for you to eat before you go? He said, I don't eat. So try and eat something. So he said, if you have anything, give it to God. So he made an altar. He took a kid and killed a kid. Put it on the fire. And the fire was burning. They were watching whether the man would eat the food. As the incense was going, as they were praying, the incense was ascending to heaven. The angel, Bible said he did something wonderful. He just jumped into the fire. And then he escaped out of the fire. And they saw that he could not find him. Then they realized that they have seen an angel. From today, may you see an angel. May God have angels appear to you. May angels begin to appear to you with answers from heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That if somebody's woman, a woman, a stranger, the woman doesn't have a name in the Bible. I see, you don't need to have a name. It's about what you produce that matter. That's why your prayer life will help you to bring forth something. Well, nobody even know your name. But we know something's name. Is it not true? And the greatness. May everything that you give birth to this month become something supernatural. I said eternal. Something of eternal reference to you. That it is through you that this child was born because of your prayer life. Hallelujah, somebody. Are you excited to know and receive angelic involvement? I tell you. Wow, number five. We are closing. Prayer brings the great promises of God into every situation in your life. Many promises that you have heard from God is prayer that you use to activate it. After you have come here for the last nine months uh, that I've been preaching and anointing and prophesying, it is, it's a prophecy, it's a, it's a promise of God that God will do. But you need prayer to activate them one after the other. It took Abraham to continue to praise the God. You said, I'll have a child. Let the child come now. And God said, that I haven't forgotten about my promise. See, when you pray, you remind God of his promises. And you say, I haven't forgotten my promise. What I said, I will do. I will do it for you. God said, you say you bless me, but you have all this, why you haven't blessed me? So God said, no, I am your great and exceeding reward. Once I've said it, I'll reward you about it. I pray that may you experience the exceeding reward of God. Every promise of God will come to pass as you seek his face in prayers. Don't sit down for somebody to tell you, let's pray. Because your destiny is in your hands. Hallelujah. The next one. Six. Prayer brings the mighty Holy Spirit into every situation. Acts chapter 4 verse 31. Bible said, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking and they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they speak the, the word of God with boldness. The last one. Prayer brings demonic power that is against you in every situation. Every demonic agenda against your destiny is going to be destroyed. As you keep your prayer life alive, you're burning, you're burning, you're burning fire. Your burning fire must be on. Hallelujah. I was telling a story in the first service of a man of God who said that one day he asked some witches in Nigeria. as a powerful man of God in Nigeria. He said that he asked, they, they caught some witches in the so they were interviewing the witch that, what do you do in the night? He said, oh, 
when you, we want to, we say, oh, when we are going to, we need blood. What do we do? So we go by the, to stand by the highways. And then, we, when we see a car coming, a bus coming, or full of people, and they are not spiritual people, we can see. They are not prayerful, we can see. So, we turn their cars around, and when there's accident, we suck their blood. So, yes, but when you see people like us, he was a man of God. So he said, when you see people like us, what do we do? He said that when we see people like we see fire in front of you. When we see there's fire in front of you, we know that these are prayerful people. And those, they are Christian. We, don't, we can't touch them. He said, we pass by for them to cut. We step aside for the car to pass by. Because we can see fire ahead of their lives. I pray that from today, your prayer life will activate fire. Every enemy that wants to destroy your life, fire of God will go ahead of you. I say, fire of God will go ahead of you. God told the Lord, I send my angels to go ahead of you. And nobody can touch you. Nobody can touch you. Nobody can touch you. That is where in Psalm 105, Psalm 105, okay, verse number 12 to 15, Psalm, that David was reciting on this story. He said that when they were but few, when they were but few, Eh? When there were but few men in number, yeah, very few, and strangers even in foreign land. They were strangers in people. I was at the next verse, 13. When they were, went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another. So the people were going from one place to another place. And the only way in the chair, and now I see, and the only way in the court, you know what you see? People keep changing from one place to another. Is it not true? But Bible says they were moving from one place to another. Verse 14. Watch. He suffered no man to do them harm. He did not allow anybody to do them harm. As long as you are a prayerful person, God will never allow anybody to do you harm. He said, he, he did, the word suffer means allow. He didn't allow anybody to do them harm. May nobody do you harm in this life. By your prayer life. He never allowed anybody to do them wrong. He reproved kings for their sakes. That means that even if your boss wants to maltreat you or take advantage of you, because you are a prayerful lady, the Lord will rebuke the person on your behalf. You know, one day, Abraham had gone to, I think the king, one of the kings, wanted to take a bad decision about you. God will rebuke the person on your behalf. And but, but the next verse, verse 15, said that, He's saying unto them, touch not man. Building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourself in your most holy faith. Praying. 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 Praying in the Holy Ghost. We will build up yourself. You build up your faith in God. As you pray in the Holy Ghost. So wherever you are, you be in prayer. You are in classroom. You are in dining hall. You are in football fields. You are in your shop working. You are in your kitchen cooking. Wherever you are, by prayer, your prayer, prayer should be part of your life. Everything must be done by prayer. Oh, Father, release the spirit of prayer upon your people. Release the spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer. 
the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer. Oh, stir up the spirit of prayer in this church, in every individual. The spirit of prayer, the spirit of prayer. Stir up us all, stir us all now. Oh, not to sit down, not to be sleeping. Oh, Lord, our weaknesses might be strengthened. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. As every head is by and every eye closed, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I want to give my life to Christ. Lift up your right hand. Because without Christ, you cannot pray. You need God, Jesus, to accept you as a son before you can pray to the Father. Every head bow and every eye closed. You cannot pray if you are not a child of God. Who are you praying to? You are praying to your father. And if God has not given birth to you, he doesn't call you my son or my daughter. So the first step to praying is to acknowledge God as your father by giving your life to Jesus Christ. So as every head is bowed and every eye closed, every head bowed, please, every eye closed, every eye closed, Mrs. Boatin, your eyes are still open. Every eye closed. Lift up your right hand. I want to give your life to Christ. Say, I give my life to you. Unto you, Jesus. Every eye closed. Lift up your right hand. You want to say, I want to give my life to this Jesus so that his spirit will come upon my life. Come. If your hand is like, come. Let me pray for you. Come. Come forward, young man. Come. Don't be shy. Come. Come. Let me pray for you. Keep coming. Come. Clap your hands to the Lord. Come. Come and give your life. And God is going to help you to be a prayerful person. A prayerful person. You'll be praying for your job, praying for your future, praying for your ministry, praying for the gift of God that is in you. As you start praying, God is going to make great people. By the time you are 30 years, 25, 40, you see that God has made you great. But this decision you have taken, say this after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you today. For dying on the cross to save sinners like me. So today, I have come to accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Please write my name in your book of life. And from today, make me your son. And anytime I pray to you, may you answer me and help me. All, throughout my life, let me save you with all my heart, with all my strength, and with all that I am and I will have in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe you were blessed by the message. Do visit us this and every Sunday at AJ Hotel and Suits at Jeringham at 8.30 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless you.